This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 16 of Retired Racehorse Radio on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel Products. Retired Racehorse Radio is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse, brought to you in cooperation with the Thoroughbred Makeover and New Vocations. In today's episode, we speak with amazing artist Jocelyn Russell, who tells us about your next bucket list item to see the larger-than-life Secretariat statue. With the Thoroughbred Makeover only a week away, oh my gosh, I have to pack my bags, Jen Reitz joins us to give us the latest update on what you have to look forward to at the Kentucky Horse Park. And of course, we have our new vocation winner circle, Adoptable Horse of the Week. Stay tuned. And they're off on Retired Racehorse Radio the podcast that is your guide to the adoption, care, and training of the retired racehorse. This is Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. And this is Joy Hills from Kalamazoo, Michigan, and you're listening to Retired Racehorse Radio. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. One week, one week is all we have left till the thoroughbred makeover. You've mentioned you have to pack your bags. Oh my gosh, I have to pack a horse and all the accoutrement and tack and things like that that goes to do a freestyle and a three-day event. Holy cow. So you're only like mildly panicky. Let me tell I really don't think that I've slept a full night <laughs> in about six months, but it is really getting down to crunch time now. I just to dot the I's and cross the T's and do all the things you're supposed to do. Do I have his shoes ready? Do I have a health certificate? You had there's so much you've had to do, but like getting your uh, vaccinations that are required, getting your microchips and getting them registered with the, the jockey club. There's so much you've had to do. Now, fortunately, you've been able to space it out over 10 months. But man, there is nothing like the last week to set you in an utter panic. So have you created a checklist? Or, I know like when I have a show, I am like so crazy organized to a disgusting level of having that checklist and everything. How are you preparing? Can you come over? Because I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I, I organize nothing. Like, okay, this is what happens when I get to a show. Saddle, bridle, girth, boots. Good. We're good. Helmet. That I got it all. I, like, if anything else happens, I can figure it out. But saddle, bridle, girth, helmet, and then we're good. Um, so, no, I have to bring my props for the freestyle because I have never done a freestyle before. I have to I say, I'm so excited for this freestyle, by the way. Mine like, or just in general, everybody's because well, I in should general, tell you to be excited but about especially everybody yours. Else. Like don't no. for our listeners, it will be live stream. Don't you worry. Oh God, <laughs> you know what? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, you know, it's nice to participate. It's good. You no, know, whatever. I am stressed out and freaking out because it's, it's funny you know, my entire life, I, I spent all of my youth doing hunters. And then I transitioned at the age of 20 to eventing. So I've been eventing for, I'm not going to tell you how many years, but a long time. And there's a certain training that you go through to get your horse fit, to get your horse supple, to get your horse listening, to get your horse jumping through all of the things that they have to go through when they're running a cross country course. And you have to have them do a dressage test decently. And then you've got to get them show jumping and then add on top of it, this whole freestyle thing. I have been my poor baby Groot. His mind has got to be blown. I mean, I can't even imagine how he's, how he's handling it. You know, they're resilient 
And, and that's the great thing about thoroughbreds is they love to work. So I've got that going for me. His shoes are on. His blood is taken. His health certificate <laughs> is drawn. It's in the car. We're ready well, to go. He's been doing pretty good at some of your field trip Fridays, right? You've taken him to a couple smaller shows and he's been doing pretty decent at those. Yeah. So we're recording this before my next horse trial. I have one more prep horse trial, which by the time this airs will have been yesterday. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that it went great. He did wonderful. <laughs> I'm going to put that out there in the earth, use the secret and say, yes, he was fantastic. He went through the water. We jumped everything. We're so ready for the makeover. How's that? Is that good? I love it. You know, embrace that law of attraction. Once you put it out there, it's going to happen. It's going to be a thing. (laughs) So yeah, I'm a little bit of a a mess. I'm really excited to talk to Jen Reutz on the show today because maybe she could calm me down a little bit and make sure I have everything organized that I need to have. And she can kind of talk all of us competitors off the ledge. Hopefully you guys are listening to this while you're driving to Kentucky to the makeover and she'll give us a, a final preview of what's to come. There's so many awesome learning opportunities and shopping opportunities that are going to go along with this. Plus just hanging out with your friends and joy. You're going to be there. Producer Glenn's coming all of the awesome guests that we've had on the show through the entire segments of that. We've done the retired racehorse spotlight rider. And so it's going to be awesome. It's going to be pretty exciting. I'm so stoked for it. I'm leaving. And when this airs in six days, Oh God, I got to pack. I need a list. You're freaking me out. (laughs) It's going to be fun. You're going to do great. And I hope everyone who comes, comes to us, please say hi to us. Like we want to meet you guys too. And of course, make sure to watch Jamie's freestyle with me. No, bring don't. Popcorn. Close your eyes. Don't worry. <laughs> We're going to make a margarita free before you go. You're going to have lots of confidence. It's going to be a I'll, good time. <laughs> I'll give you, I'll give you the two scenarios that can happen. Okay. Because we're trying something that I I've taught him something that I don't even know how to do. All right. So he and I are doing this thing together. Both of us are doing this for the first time. Obviously he's four and this is not my particular cup of tea. So we're both doing something for the first time. There's, I guess there's three ways it can go. First way is it could go awesome. He gets in there and he's super chill and he's calm and he takes it all in and he does his job. The second thing is I could, I could do my job, you know, along with him and we could really nail it. We could do it together (sighs) or he could get in there and that huge indoor and the environment and the stands and all the people and the microphones and the announcers and the music and loses marbles, which that was just part of the freestyle routine. The whole thing is that's how it was meant to be. So I have a 100% makeover idea for the freestyle. And then I have the 10% idea. So I, hopefully I'll get to show you guys the hundred percent, but I've gotten, I remember talking to Tick Maynard when I signed up for this, when we were at Land Rover and he said, you know, some people go in there and they try to give 110% of what they do and what they know. He goes, don't, he goes, take it up to 90. Cause you're not going to know what the rest of that percentage is. It's such a, such an unknown of how they're going to handle it and how they're going to act, you know? So it's going to be, it could be awesome or it could be an epic fail and you guys are going to have a good laugh. So I could be (laughs) sitting on the sidelines next to you and just let the horse go and let him run around and do his thing. That might be the best option. So we shall see. I've talked it up enough. I really, you guys, seriously, when I come out, if you could just turn off the live stream, (laughs) less pressure. And then afterwards, I'll just give you a rundown of what happened. Okay. Are we together on that? Great. Thank you.
for sure, for sure. We'll add that wink to it, but that's all right. It's you just, know, it, I guess everybody has to get out of their comfort level sometimes, right? So you're doing this next year. It's your turn. I mean, it's a goal. Got to convince my husband, but it's a goal. It's definitely a team effort. You have to make sure your husband is on board yeah. because I have had a lot of help and encouragement from my husband. And I know we've talked to a lot of people, Claire, her husband's the same way. Everybody who is in this, you've got to be in it all together. So, you know what, what we're going to do is we're just going to have to talk to Jen and see what is coming up. Let's get her final rundown of what is going to happen in the thoroughbred makeover. But first, before we talk to Jen, we're going to hear from Kentucky Performance Products. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. If you've ever had a horse with diarrhea, you know what a frustrating problem it can be. Finding an ingredient that works to dry up the diarrhea becomes a high priority. It turns out that researchers have found one, a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii. It has been proven to improve and halt episodes of diarrhea. It supplies specific nutrients to the lining of the small and large intestines, and these nutrients promote healing of irritated tissues. It also supports improved starch and sugar digestion in the small intestine, reducing the opportunity for imbalances to occur in the hindgut. Nalox Advanced, made by Kentucky Performance Products, contains Saccharomyces boulardii, along with a blend of fermentation solubles and stomach buffers. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of any age that are suffering from diarrhea. It also supports a healthy digestive tract in horses at risk for gastric or colonic ulcers, such as performance horses or any horse that is constantly on the go and exposed to stressful situations. For best results, Nalox Advanced should be fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. I would like to welcome to the show Executive Director Jen Reutz, who is the kind of big boss at the Retired Racehorse Project, Thoroughbred Makeover. It is all kind of up to you and you've got a week left. What, are you freaking out too? <laughs> In the most positive, excited way possible, but yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what, if, what, as a competitor, what do I need to know? We definitely want you to get there with enough time to settle in, settle your horse in, take a deep breath and enjoy the experience you're about to have. And then a good thing that competitors need to keep in mind is we're doing arrival exams this year. So everyone needs to check in at the arrival exam tent and we'll have that well marked without their horse at first. So they'll come over there, they'll let the people know that you're there and then they'll schedule the time that you can bring your horse over. They will take its temperature, take its vitals, make sure it has a microchip, uh, and do a soundness exam. We have, I think, about 70 people who still haven't reported that their horses have microchips, and it has to have a microchip before it comes for that arrival exam. So now's the time to get that done. And they'll just do a general soundness exam. They'll do 
our veterinarians will do a body condition score based on the Henneke system that everyone is familiar with. If you're not familiar with this, you can go to our website and get a ton of information about that. But it takes into account a bunch of different points on the horse's body that develop muscling over time around the withers, on the rump, in the ribs, and the shoulder. So, you know, if they have any questions about that, competitors still have time to consult their vet and get their veterinarian's assessment of where their horse is. And then after that, they'll get the stamp of approval on their bridle tag, and then they can kind of get into their show week routine, whatever that is. The horse park, for those who haven't been there, is an equestrian's dream. It's, you know, stunning equestrian facility, tons of places to hack. We have a full schedule of schooling times. Some of the arenas have ticketed schooling, which is popular at large national shows, but maybe not as popular on the local circuit. But when you have that many horses competing, you don't want to overload the schooling rings and overface your horse with atmosphere right away. Mm -hmm. So, Some of those arenas have ticketed schooling, and you can check all of your competitor information for that. If you're unfamiliar with anything, we are always available to answer questions. You can call our office, you can email, anything like that. And, you know, like for me, I'm lucky enough to live in Lexington, so I have the horse park in my backyard. And, you know, a word of advice to anyone who hasn't shown there before, what I like to do, especially if I have a younger horse that is more reactive to atmosphere, maybe like some of these horses would probably be because they're pressure off of the track. The first time I get on, I try to just kind of go for a long hack around the showgrounds. There's tons of area where you can just go for a nice long walk. You can go in the grass across some of the cross country courses. You can go into the steeplechase course in that area. You can hack along the horse paths all through the um, the competition venues. They have this beautiful horse path so your horse's feet don't get all chewed up on gravel or on concrete. So that's usually what I do. And then I start working into the arenas. And I find that really gives horses who are new to this kind of venue a good, easy way to take a breath, take a beat, take it all in, and then start schooling. I mean, aside from the horses I got to do the New Vocations Horse Show last weekend, uh, most of these horses are new to, th- you can't, you can't show your horse this kind of venue unless you live right around Lexington and you can go to the shows that they hold there. This is a monstrous undertaking from the horse trainer's perspective, but also the organizer's perspective to try to manage all of these different horses. I love the ticketed schooling idea, but I have some questions. Okay. Yeah. For the veterinary exam. Do we need to have our horse braided and be like in jog up attire? That is a great question. And that is a hard no. You definitely don't. Have <laughs> Thank to God. You're welcome to treat it like a jog um, and, you know, dress nicely. You know, I'm sure there's going to be people around trying to snap pictures. And we're always happy to get pictures of people going through it. But it's not a formal jog. So you don't have to wear any kind of specific attire. If you come up there and jeans and boots and a t-shirt, that is totally fine. That's probably what I would do. Come up there and some breeches and a polo. That's totally fine. How about if we come up there and we've just driven 14 hours and we have gum in our hair and we've got bags under our eyes and like walking with a limp. Oh, what, how does that go? Is that okay? <laughs> 
Hey, as long as your horse doesn't walk with a limp, you're good. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> one of us is one of us is not going to pass a vet check and it's going to be me. <laughs> oh my God. I Plus, will never pass. Oh gosh, no. I mean, and then when do I, I disconnect the IV line of beet pulp? Because my horse is one of those that's always on the thinner side. So we're going to IV line him some beet pulp and some rice bran and all sorts of stuff. So I'll just disconnect that before I get up there. Yes. Yeah. I, like everyone's <laughs> been really good about like taking into account their horse's nutrition. We've done, you know, a webinar on the arrival exam. So if anyone's unsure about the arrival exam, there's a video on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook page that walks them through the arrival exam. Once you watch that, it's very unintimidating and explains everything in detail. And we've I was also just done stuff on nutrition and, and whatnot. So people can definitely like, I, I think people, have, you know, if you're working with thoroughbreds, you have a, a beat on proper nutrition for horses or you're working with your vet or there's so many resources out there. So hopefully people are in a good spot, but if they're concerned, give us a call. We can put them in touch with our veterinarian on call for the thoroughbred makeover. That's Shannon Reed at Ohio State University. She's amazing. Or call your own veterinarian and just you know, say, I'd love you to come out and just give me your thoughts. Here are the criteria I need to meet. He has to have a body condition score of four. He has to be sound. I'm trailering X amount of hours and, you know, get their input. I got to tell you from a person who never thought they would ever do this to, but I always wanted to, I got to tell you how inspiring and it, the journey has been to see everybody and their accomplishments, but to also experience the different accomplishments and work towards a goal, but not just a, a small goal. This is a really big goal. And it has made me a better horse person and a better trainer and more motivated. I mean, my gosh, I'll get out there at five o'clock in the morning if it's going to be hot in the day and get the horses ridden to get group ready to, for, for his next adventure training a horse. I was just saying before you came on how amazing it has been to train a horse for we're competing in eventing, but also for this freestyle nonsense that I've never done before that I'm basically training two horses for one thing. It has really broadened my horizons as a trainer and has really given me a lot of inspiration. And I wanted to thank you for keeping the makeover going. Uh, well, it's definitely, I am probably the least in that equation. We've got an amazing team, Kirsten Green and Julie Often, and mm -hmm. we've got Sally in our office, and then we've got Kristen Bentley, who's our communications director. So when, guys, when people are talking to us on Facebook, they're usually talking to Kristen. Julie Magruder is the one who does all of our branding, and I, I really feel like we do a good job of branding the off-track thoroughbreds, so that's all kudos to her and Jen Kroll, who's an eventing rider here in Lexington, does all of the website stuff and the live scoring platforms that we use and all of the, the questions that people have had about entries and how to upload their information and how to update their horses' sale stuff. And she handles all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's definitely team effort, but I love that you say that because that, it's about like the whole training perspective and taking a new approach to training. You know, we always say, it shouldn't be anyone's like goal for their horse in general, but it's a great end of first year goal. And if, mm -hmm. you know, especially with amateur equestrians who do this very seriously, but not as a professional equestrian, it's a mm -hmm. really neat challenge to undertake. And especially for those who might be considering going into training, 
I mean, it's, it's a good way to experience what it's like for these trainers bringing a horse up to a major competition at the upper level. Because you do exactly what you said. You plan it out so far in advance and you focus all of your efforts on a goal that's far away and then break that down into little goals. Day to day, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. It's been really, really fun. And I'm, I'm happy to be a participant. I wanted to mention the people you just named. If anybody has a question on the like, say there's a thoroughbred makeover trainers page. And if anybody's a question, boom, Kristen answers it. I mean, they are on point with all of this stuff, just how, how comfortable they make you and on all the videos you guys have done to really make everybody feel comfortable. I wasn't freaking out after the veterinary exam video that y'all did the webinar, but then somebody started talking about, let's get all dressed up and pretty and do it. And then I started freaking <laughs> out. <laughs> like what? We are not going to have any fashion freakouts with the makeover. I promise. Oh, thank God. Although I'll tell you what, I'm doing this freestyle thing and I've never ridden in a costume before. And here I am. I bought a costume on amazon.com it got here yesterday it fits i'm i'm ready to go but i feel ridiculous so hopefully um i'll just fit right in with all these other crazy people out there trying to get this done oh i love it freestyle is such an interesting one to watch because there's so much variety in it are you willing to give away i don't want you to like spoil the surprise of what your freestyle routine is but are you allowed to give away any details to what you're working on um, yeah, I'll tell you this uh, because I can't say it because Glenn is on the uh, my producer is I on know, right I was now, say, and he if has you tell Jen and not me. We have issues. Yeah, well, Glenn has <laughs> the mouth of the South too, so I can't tell divulge everything. But I will tell you, it is something I have never, ever, ever attempted in my entire life. Nor did I ever think I would do this, but it just came down to it, and it is. I've had to actually email your people you were just mentioning because I had to get permission to do what I am doing. How about that? Is, did I tell you enough there? Uh, I, I know where you're headed with that. Yes. The horse park is very strict about certain, uh, fire codes and whatnot. So I, I can imagine where you're going with that. Yeah. They but wouldn't let me set anything on fire. They wouldn't let me set anything <laughs> on fire, Jen. <laughs> they won't let us set anything on fire either. <laughs> oh, they're so picky, but yeah, I'm definitely doing something that is so out of my comfort zone and I'm excited to, like I said, you're, I'm either going to have a hundred percent or 10% just depends on how the horse handles the environment, but I'll do the best that I can with my horse and, and do well by him. You know, I'll make him proud and him stand out and me proud and I'll be a good, a better horse person than I was before I started. That's for sure. Well, that's awesome to hear. And I mean, that's so much of what it's about, you know, like the whole goal of RRP, I'm sure people have heard this a million times, but it's to create more demand for these thoroughbreds after racing. And so with the makeover, everyone's putting such a solid, legit foundation on these horses after racing. So they come out of the makeover, not only with a solid foundation of training for the last year, which I mean, that's like a safety net for the rest of each horse's life. But then they also come to the makeover and those horses experience so much atmosphere. And so for every trainer, their goal is to make that atmosphere as much of a positive and welcoming experience for their horse as possible. And so, for example, like with people who are doing freestyle and barrels and polo and those events that are in the covered arena, 
that is an atmosphere that those horses have probably never experienced because it's an arena with elevated seating all around it. And it also has a jumbotron with graphics, you know, and, and live video changing all of the time. It's got banners all over it. And that's, it's overwhelming for a lot of horses when they first take a look at it. Remember when I said I was going to try to get a hundred percent, but I might only get 10. I think it's going to be 10 <laughs> after hearing that. <laughs> Well, no, but the best thing people can do is just take advantage of those schooling opportunities mm-hmm. and just do a lot of like, you know, find a buddy or two and just take a walk around the arena and then stand around and look at the monitors and look at the banners and let them watch people walking around in the stands. Because I always figure I had a horse that was always really wary competing in that arena because I think he thought there were just like floating people like around <laughs> the perimeter. Because they just don't understand stuff like that, obviously, and they don't see it the way we do. So the best thing you can do is take advantage of those schooling times and let them, like, just take that all in and not worry about those first 10 or 15 minutes if they get agitated. Just kind of, like, walk them through it. Do what you would do at home if they got worried about something and let them take it all in. It's so funny. After the horses see that for 20 or 30 minutes that first time, it's very familiar to them the second time they school and then when they come in to compete. So it's it's a really good opportunity for your horses to get these experiences that will then serve as a foundation, you know, for years to come when they're competing, hopefully in big venues like that all around the country. I couldn't agree with you more, Jen. And I just think about the audience members too. How can, you know, people who aren't competing like me help out in these events? How can we be the best audience members for these horses? Good question. Pay attention, people. (laughs) So, like, it's everything from if you're in the audience and you see a horse is like super worked up, I always wish people would just like have the presence of mind not to clap. Like, if you see that the clapping is making the horse reactive, you know, just you can show your appreciation to that person in other ways. So, that's like the simplest thing you can do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, horse shows being an audience member is just kind of like, everyone's part of the team in some way, even at a big event. So, you know, if, if people are there and they have some time on their hands, they're watching the competition, they're enjoying themselves, like go shop around in the vendor area and support the vendors who make the competition possible. Or if you don't want to do something that costs money, we have a massive volunteer booth that's in the vendor area. You cannot miss it with the big banners that say volunteers Go up and see if anyone needs any help anywhere because there's a lot of times where maybe they just need someone to give like a scribe at the dressage ring a break for 40 minutes to go eat lunch or, you know, someone is running late for their volunteer shift or something's running long and they just need someone for an hour or two. Or maybe you have enough time to donate like an entire shift, a four-hour shift or something. That kind of stuff, like, It sounds so simple, but that's life-changing when you're putting on a major event. So stuff like that's huge, not just at our event, but any event. You know, if you've got some time on your hands and you're at an event, you're waiting for your friends to compete or you're waiting for yourself to compete, you know, just helping out a little bit here and there makes such a difference. I love that. That is so unique because normally for especially big events, you see that they need the volunteers way up front. But just to offer that opportunity to audience members who maybe want to get a bit more involved or didn't know they had the opportunity, that's very unique. I think a lot of shows can learn to offer something like that. That's very cool. 
I mean, I'll tell you, it's something that you just learn from putting on major events. You know, outside of the makeover, I've owned a marketing agency for a long time. And one of the things that we do for our clients is major events. And it's not until you run major events that you think about that kind of stuff. And so it's it's made me a better, like, horse show attendee because, like, just like you were saying, most of our volunteers usually need about 150 volunteers to put on the makeover. Most of those are booked weeks, if not months in advance. But you know as well as I do, sometimes people don't show up or sometimes life happens and they just can't do what they thought they were going to do. Or they get in a fender bender on the way there or their horse is colicking. And so there's always little like things that are needed that we didn't anticipate. I mean, even someone just offering to go around and thank vendors for being there on behalf of all of the, you know, competitors and staff of the makeover, like that's a volunteer duty that's always, you know, needed and necessary. And there's just easy stuff that's there to do if someone's got a few minutes or hours on their hands and wants to help. I love it. Well, Jen, thank you so much for coming on. You know, we're so excited to be at the makeover in just one week. It's absolutely insane. We're excited to see all the competitors who have put an entire year almost into their horses. And of course, you know, we're excited to see all our listeners who've been following this journey with us. Yes, we're so excited for you guys to be doing your live broadcast at the makeover. I'm so thrilled that you'll get to kind of talk to people about what you're seeing out there right in front of you. It's going to be great. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Cashel Company helps you enjoy the ride with their full line of trail bags and tush cushions. From cannel bags to horn bags and everything in between, comfort and convenience on the trail is what Cashel does best. To stay up to date with the latest products and news, follow Cashel Company on Facebook and Instagram. And to find their products, visit an authorized dealer or visit CashelCompany.com. Jocelyn Russell has always had a passion for paints and clay art since she was a child, and a lot of her inspiration came from animals. Jocelyn is known for her paintings and sculptures of wildlife, both North American and African, and she's been a professional artist since 1992 and continues to gain both national and international recognition for her work. Her most recent work is one you're going to want to see. It is a larger-than-life bronze sculpture of the forever-loved Secretariat and Ron Turcott. Well, I am thrilled to be sitting here with Jocelyn Russell, sculptor of Secretariat. And if you don't know what that is, you're going to learn about it here in the next few minutes because what she has undertaken is probably one of the most amazing and coolest things I have ever seen. I mean, it's just fantastic, especially if you're a horse person. So, welcome, Jocelyn. Thank you for joining us on Retired Racehorse Radio. Thanks, Jamie. This is going to be a blast. Very excited about the project. It's the largest monument of Secretariat with uh, Ronnie Turcotte astride, and it's at Life and a Half. So on the flatbed trailer for delivery, he's going to be close to 13 feet tall going down the interstate, and we're going to complete him the end of this month and put the patina on him, load him up October 8th for transport. So if, if you hear a little background noise, we might have had a mimosa at my favorite restaurant here in downtown Norman. Why is Jocelyn Russell in Norman, Oklahoma? That's where the foundry is. <laughs> Oddly enough, I live in this tiny little town with nothing in it, except for apparently a ginormous 13-foot secretariat. <laughs> 
Well, he's in process now. He's not that tall right now because he's just in pieces. But uh, the guys are working hard on him, and I'm confident they're going to get him done on our schedule. We've got to uh, deliver him to Lexington, Kentucky, where he'll be installed permanently on the 14th of October. But in the interim, he will be unveiled and dedicated on the trailer at the Keeneland Racecourse on uh, October 12th at 10.45 in the morning. And it is something that's open to the public if you want to be involved in watching the 60-foot uh, blue and white checkered veil come off of him for all to see. Uh, we're, we're super excited about it, and I, I can't be more pleased that they chose me for this project. It's a huge honor, and I know a lot of... Uh, qualified artists uh, could have gotten this job but it's been life-changing so what i will describe for you that, that if you haven't seen any of the pictures on facebook you can follow jocelyn russell's secretariat monument it is a ginormous secretariat in the full stretch gallop and is it the is it kind of the home stretch at the belmont is that what you went for at the derby 1a at oh. kentucky derby because he's been installed in lexington so uh, we went with the, the derby so he's in full full stretch run, drinking in the wind, and Ronnie Turcotte is on board. It is super impressive. And so it is going to be installed in Lexington, Kentucky. Where will people see it? So it's going into a big roundabout at the intersection of Alexandria and the old Frankfurt Pike, uh, just outside of the city limits. And um, there's been a little talk about why would they put it this roundabout people aren't going to be able to get to it but I think they have plans of having a visitor center perhaps on the corner of one of the crossings and I don't I don't know if people are going to be able to walk out to them but I know people will they're they're probably not supposed to but they're probably going to okay a dollar to the first person who gets a photo sitting on him no I'm just kidding just kidding (laughs) (laughs) just kidding don't do that I, I actually have permission I believe to get on them. I, I'm probably going to have to wait till I get them off the foundry property, but I am definitely going to be riding behind Ronnie for some photo ops. Oh, definitely. good. Yes. Uh, but life and a half. you got to remember, Ronnie is, is quite a bit bigger than me. It's going to be hilarious, but uh, no, I'm definitely getting on the horse. I got to interview Penny Chennery before she passed, and one of the questions that I asked her was, Ms. Chennery, please tell me at some point in his life, you rode him. Please tell me you got on him. And she was like, Oh, no, no, never. She's like, that is a big stallion that I was not going to get on. She goes, the Disney movie made him look really sweet and kissable. But don't forget, he was a big, giant thoroughbred stallion. (laughs) Well, I'm going to get on him for sure. And uh, I'm not going to be mad if someone else tries. But if it's on foundry property, we can't. Um, but no, I, I've, I've been on almost all of my monuments. It's just kind of a ritual. I, they uh, pulled the big elephant that I did for Audubon Zoo out. And my foundry man said, absolutely do not get on that monument, Jocelyn. And as soon as he went in the foundry, I told my husband, I said, help me set the ladder up. Give me a leg up! <laughs> no, it was a ladder. I had to call. I had to go clear up this tall ladder, launch over on this bull that was 12 feet tall. And, and then, of course, I, didn't, I couldn't get off of him, right? Because we laid the ladder down and we got the photo ops, but there was no way for me to get off of him. So they, they brought the forklift over. I got, oh my I got the princess ride down to the ground. Well, for those who don't know, Jocelyn also did the monument of Sergeant Reckless. And she is installed at the Kentucky Horse Park, but she's going somewhere else too. Yes, we've got several of them installed. Robin Hutton commissioned me to do the monument, and it was a really a fantastic journey dealing with the marines that she served with in the korean war but one's at the kentucky horse park we've got one at the uh, quantico museum of the marine corps one out in camp pendleton where she was retired and is buried 
got one going to the Kentucky Horse Park, one to the World Equestrian Center in Ocala, Florida, and one to Barrington Hills. Robin sold that one. So Robin and I have been pretty good buddies, and she's actually the reason I got the Secretariat permission because she was installing in Lexington and found out about someone wanted this horse sculpted. So that's it just came full circle. It's been fantastic. And, of course, she's the author of the Sergeant Reckless book. If you haven't read it, you need to do so because it is it is educational and inspiring, and you'll laugh and you'll cry through the whole thing. So. And it is the New York Times number one bestseller, yeah. and she just got another award for her uh, War Animals book that she just came out with. She's, she's gotten a gold medal. I just spoke to her m- moments ago, so she's going to have to tell everybody where uh, this gold medal came from, but I believe it was, uh, it was something to do with military, so it's... Well, we'll have to have her back on to, to talk about her new book. Now, for those who, who may be making the trip to the Thoroughbred Makeover, the Secretary will not be installed by then, but if you are heading in the direction of Oklahoma, you might pass him, or I might pass him, along the way. He could be driving out on the opposite side of the freeway, and he is uncovered. He's going to be on the back of a semi, cruising down the road. You're, you're going to cause accidents all along the freeway. People are going to run off the road seeing this ginormous Secretariat sculpture. Somebody riding Secretariat down the freeway. It could it could happen, and I hope not. But I'm probably going to post the road trip on the Facebook page. You'll you'll see the map that I've got laid out from Norman going through Tulsa and uh, across the St. Louis, and then into Lexington. I'll have that on my Facebook page, and that is I have two pages. So it's Jocelyn Russell Secretariat Monument, and then I'm probably going to be doing live casts as we're going down the interstate because my husband and I are both driving them. Um, we've got I believe we've got a, a uh, Glover Dodge is going to sponsor us perhaps on a truck to pull him and he's going to be on a new flatbed trailer so he'll be open going down the interstate strapped to the trailer but he'll be upright so he'll definitely look like a horse in motion make sure he goes fits under the underpasses overpasses just, just I think it's 13.5 and we've got him coming in just under 13 uh, feet tall Nothing like putting a little stress on your drive there, Jocelyn. But it's fun, and, you know, you have to stop and get gas. And we're also going to be stopping for some media stops, so we're hoping that a lot of people are going to get to see him and ask questions. And we're planning a three-day road trip for 900 miles, so about 300 miles a day. And uh, we should be able to have a chance to see a lot of people. And uh, hopefully you guys can can chime in on the post on the Facebook page because, uh, it, like I said, I'm going to try to do a lot of live feed uh, for the transport. Now, when the unveiling happens, is it true that somebody might be there? Yes, Ron Turcotte is making the trip down. He'll be there for the unveiling, and it's also in conjunction with the Secretariat Festival, which is going to be right there at Keeneland. So I'm going to be there. Ron's going to be there. Kate Tweedy probably is going to be there, Penny's daughter. And I think with the Secretariat Festival, there's quite a few celebrity riders and and, uh, jockeys. I mean, um, a lot of people will be involved in that as well. So it's going to be a great weekend. Fantastic. Jocelyn Russell, thank you so much for hanging out with me and having lunch with me and letting me pick your brain. It was awesome. Thanks, Jamie. It's been fun. I can't wait for more. And from the back of the pack on the outside, commanding curve is taken second, but California Chrome shines right in the Kentucky Derby. And now it's time for the New Vocations Winner Circle Adoptable Horse of the Week. that time we love the most where we have to lie to our husbands that we're not looking at more horses at New Vocations, but that's okay. I have Sarah Coleman on with us from New Vocation who just had an amazing horse show. Sarah, tell us about this event you just had. 
We did. It was it was fantastic. We host the New Vocations Charity All Thoroughbred Show in conjunction with the Jockey Club Thoroughbred Incentive Program Championships. So it's a three-day-long horse show, and we actually had over 450 thoroughbreds come from 23 different states, including Washington State, as well as Canada. And we horse showed in seven different rings. They did everything from hunters, jumpers, equitation, driving, some Western events, some in-hands, Western dressage. It was truly a thoroughbred takeover. That's what we we asked people to tag us on their social media. But it was amazing. We had 353 horses last year, so we had over 100 more this year, which was Amazing. We're still waiting on our final numbers, but I would guess we might actually have been somewhere close to 480 thoroughbreds, which is And yet you're still bubbly and perky as if you have energy (laughs) after that. That's amazing. (laughs) It was really awesome because you guys totally appreciate the thoroughbreds. I'd love to share a little thing with you. So we, every year at our horse shows, we do what we call uh, to recognize our war horses. We offer a war horse in hand class, a walk trot war horse flat class, and a walk trot canter war horse class. So typically, I'm usually, I go through all of our entries, we ask them to fill out that thoroughbred information sheet, and we we email everybody who has a horse that either um, won over $100,000 or raced over 50 times, and we say, hey, we'd really like to recognize your horse in this class, please consider entering it, you know, we'd love to share more about your about your horse with, with the world. And uh, <laughs> one of my coworkers had helped me pull all this information together, and I had asked her, you know, hey, can you pull me all the email addresses of these war horses? And there was 74. So we had 74 horses at the horse show that had won over $100,000 or who had raced over 50 times. Oh my which gosh. Is huge, that is crazy. Huge. I just love yeah. to hear that people are really adopting war horses. I feel like there was always a bit of a stigma prior to it. Like, yeah. oh, they're going to have damage. You know, they won't last as long. They won't be good show horses. But you guys are really offering the opportunity to prove that wrong. That is amazing. Absolutely. And it, it really is. It's exactly what you were just saying. You know, we, that's what we try to explain to our adopters is, man, if these guys held up to the rigors of racing, nothing that you do with this animal competition wise is going to ever be that stressful on their bodies, you know? So it is, it was really, really exciting. We ended up having, I think we had 21 that did the in hand. We did it at 7:45 in the morning. Uh, we had a guest judge, which was uh, James Keogh. He came in and and judged. He's a very well known in the bluegrass for his. He's got a lovely eye for thoroughbreds, and it was awesome. It was just so cool to see all these people in the ring with their with their war horses and really celebrate what they've done and what they are doing now in their second and sometimes third careers too. I love it so much. And then you guys are also getting ready for the thoroughbred makeover as well. We are. Don't need to unpack, right? Just move it from one end of the horse park to the other. I know. You got some impressive energy, girl. I'm jealous. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're we're really excited. We actually just emailed one of our girls in our Ohio office. She helps us keep track of everybody who has indicated that they have intention to be at the makeover and things like that. So we're starting to make sure we can know which rings they're in, you know, so we can take pictures and bombard social media with, you know, how well our horses are doing and, and that kind of stuff. So if I had to guess, we'll probably end up with, I don't know, probably 13 or 15 horses that are new vocations grads who are there. And we're super excited to be able to, you know, celebrate them in our backyard. I love it. And will you guys be having a booth as well at the 
Thoroughbred Makeover? Yes, we sure will. And we have a whole bunch of new apparel, too. So if anybody feels the need to stop by, we'd love to sell you some shirts and koozies and mugs and okay, all so sorts of stuff. I'm a size small, so please save some stuff for me. Shopping! Done. <laughs> Is there anything better than a piece of outerwear with Thoroughbred on it somewhere? I mean, my gosh. I love it. And especially because New Vocations was done in 1992. And like, that was my birth year. It was meant to be. Oh, I love shut up, baby. Love You're such a baby. You were born in 92. Well, we're this taking a different level. <laughs> but anyway, I'm so excited to meet you guys. And of course, we want all our listeners to meet too. And are you guys going to be having any events at the farm as well during that time? We are not planning on it only because we usually prepare. We do some smaller dinners and things during the Keeneland race meet, which is going on concurrently. So we just, we're we're kind of running on a skeleton crew a little bit. (laughs) But that's all right. You know what? You got the booth there. There's things to look forward to. Obviously, if you want to follow all the events, make sure to check out horseadoption.com. Sarah, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you horse and it wouldn't be one of our retired racehorse radio shows without a horse that you want to bring home so we have leandra as well who's going to come on and tell us about an adorable chestnut thoroughbred that i have to convince my husband to let me adopt there is just nothing cuter than a darn chestnut thoroughbred i mean something just pulled on his face oh he's adorable i love him (laughs) well and in the spirit of war horses like sarah was talking about Storm certainly qualifies with 56 starts under his belt and over $250,000 earned. So he is definitely that been there, done that type, and is totally business-like, definitely a professional, even outside of that track environment. He has proven to be really a quick learner, even though he's seven so you know theoretically there could be that stigma about an old dog learning new tricks but he blasts those stereotypes apart because he has taken to his new career path um you know whatever final discipline he will do or or many disciplines he is such a focused worker he has applied that really well to our retraining. So he's been a pleasure to work with and he's really easy in turnout with the other horses. He's a good example setter. He really enjoys the time that he's outside. You know, some of them, when they've been on the track, they're used to being sort of a more indoor type horse. And we certainly have some more of that type, but Sean is not. He loves being outdoors. He is ready to be the muddiest one in the paddock, to be down and dirty, to enjoy the long hours. Because he's in the night group, which we reserve for horses who we trust to still be okay in the morning. So he is a <laughs> yeti, a good citizen, and he's blasterized. You couldn't ask for a better athlete. He's proven himself on the track, having raced in grade one stakes races and actually placed. And now he's just ready to excel in his next career. Gotcha. I'm just watching his videos and he is just so, I mean, this is be such a nice dressage horse. He's super floaty. He's built uphill. But he has the shoulder for a horse that can jump. Thank you very much, Joy. (laughs) Sorry, I'm looking at him from my own barn at this point. (laughs) But yes, you can definitely tell he's a true athlete and he's just so darn cute. He's a good size, not too big, not too small. 
Leandra, you picked a good one. You picked a, a hard one. That's going to be really hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> My working student, actually, it was so funny. I teased her about this because the first time I put her on him, she sent me a text message thanking me for letting me have her ride him, for letting her ride. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I just, I love that he's a confident horse by nature, and that goes a long way with the retraining. So thank you so much for showing a charm, and he has an adoption fee for $1,000. He's located in Lexington, Kentucky. And if you guys want to look more about him or any of the other horses, check out horseadoption.com. Thanks so, so much, Leandra. Wait, oh. fill out your application now, because if oh, you're going true. to the thoroughbred makeover, you're going to have slots open in your trailer, so you're going to have to like, yeah. you can oh, bring him home. home. Or make a donation to Joyce yeah. for speed to adopt <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. Thanks, Leandra. Thank you, guys. See you next week. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Joy, this is the last show before the makeover. The last one we're going to do before we all leave, but we've got a lot planned when we get to Lexington. And Glenn, our producer, I'm going to bring him on, and he's going to tell you. he He's the guy with all the boring details. What are we going to do, Glenn? <laughs> so we are going to have a booth there set up with the vendors. We're going to be at the end of the one aisle. You'll see our banner there. We're, we'll have the Horse Radio Network banner. And we are going to be doing horses in the morning there on Wednesday and Friday morning. And then you're going to be doing a Retired Racehorse Radio episode, and we'll post when we're going to be recording those on our social media, so you can stop by and watch if you want, or say hi. That would be great. But we'll we'll post that on social media as well. So just know that Joy and I will be the goofy ones walking around trying to interview people. So if we stop you and tap you on the shoulder and say, oh my God, where did you get the jacket? Tell me all about it. We're going to put you on the radio. So please talk to us. And other than that, oh my God, see you guys in a week. Good luck there packing, buddy. Oh, so much to do. You can find our show notes and links to today's guests on the website at retiredracehorseradio.com. You can like us on Facebook, Instagram. Apparently, now that we know Joy was born in 1993, that's why she's the Instagram person. Yeah, me too. Oh my God, <laughs> whatever. You can search for Retired Racehorse Radio. You can follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio as well. You can email Jamie at jamie at horseradionetwork.com or email me at joy at horseradionetwork.com or follow me on Instagram at joyhequestrian. Thanks so much to our sponsors, Kentucky Performance Products and Cashel. And don't forget to check out all our other shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Remember, don't forget to set your goals high and love to learn from every ride. And spay, neuter, and geld. Bye, guys. <laughs>